When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It is your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. We are here. Another week, another dollar. Another chance to get it right. Make yourself better. I have one last weekend before the end of the year for you guys to come see me live. Come see me live. The 19th, 20th, and 21st of December, I will be, this weekend, I'll be at the San Diego American Comedy Company, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one show Thursday, one show Friday, two show Saturdays, Saturdays, oh God, four chances to see me live, opening for me will be my near dear friend, Leo Flowers, we're going to have a great time, four more shows to see me before the end of this decade, don't miss it, we're going to have a fantastic time. I'm also going to be with Doug Benson for his 420 show. I'm going to be with Shane Moss for his psychedelic show. You know, they come to mama when they want some cannabis and mushroom entertainment, even though I'm not a huge mushroom person because I only really did it once and painted a Bob Ross painting and then had a panic attack and fell asleep for three days. <laughs> lightweight, lightweight, but come out, come out and have some fun. A portion of the ticket sales from any show that you see me perform at will go towards the Alzheimer's Association. So you come see me live. You're giving back. Please give back this holiday season. I know we all want, want, want. We want gifts and getting new stuff is fun. But take a look at Hilarity for Charity. They're a great organization. They really help out people who are financially responsible for those who are sick with neurological diseases, specifically Alzheimer's and dementia. It's Seth Rogen and his wife, Lauren Miller Rogen's charity. It's amazing what they do for people. They really help out a lot of people. Also the Alzheimer's association, our national association for the Alzheimer's disease, give back to them. And my newly introduced to the make a wish foundation is amazing. Not mine. I I didn't start it. I said, I said my, but the make a wish foundation is amazing. There's still 500 kids out there who need wishes granted. And the only thing standing in between them and their wish is a little bit of cheddar. So if you can reach into your pocket, $1, $2, anything you can afford, make a difference for somebody. You don't even need to know them. Just knowing you're helping somebody this holiday season is to me should be a gift enough for yourself. You can buy that for yourself. How about that? And you can even donate in the name of your friends or your loved ones. I've had people donate in my father's name, which is so kind. So think about it. I'm not telling you not to get something fancy and cute for you. Go ahead. Who am I to, to, to say? Who am I to judge? You know, I have a nice car. I know, I know what it means to have something nice. It makes you feel good. You feel a sense of pride. But maybe just don't spend your money on clothes this holiday season and instead help someone in need. Or get a brand new dildo. It's up to The choice is yours. The choice is yours. You can do both. You can do both. <laughs> and speaking of spending money, if we want to go on the complete opposite end, we're going to talk about gambling. I partnered with my bookie, and they're still offering to give 50% of your bet back up to $2,000. If you use promo code JESSE to activate the offer, they will give you 50% of your bet back. So if you bet $1,000, they will give you $500. And if you bet $2,000, they will give you $1,000. 
So check it out if you're into, you know, taking a little bit of a risk and having some fun. And if you have extra money to spend and you want to spend it on you and say, fuck all the sick people, I want to go and put a bunch of money in and gamble. Go ahead. Promo code Jesse to activate. And a uh, shout out to Absolute Extracts, keeping me elevated on the road. I, I traveled this past weekend. Uh, I was in Missouri, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. Actually, I landed in St. Louis thinking it was Springfield and had to drive three fucking hours to get to my gig. Barely made it in time. I, I landed and I was like, hey, where are you? I'm outside. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm there too. The guy was picking me up, Chris, who owns the Blue Room Comedy Club. Shout out to the Blue Room Comedy Club. We had a great time. He's like, yeah, I'm out here in the passenger pickup looking for you. I'm like, yep, me too. I'm here. Let's do this. Let's have a great weekend. Got a leopard print bag. Hard to miss. He's like, I'm here. I'm looking. I'm waiting. Looking for you. I'm like, yep, just waving. Do you see me? He goes, no, you are in Springfield, right? And I was like, son of a bitch. No, I'm not. I am in St. Louis and I am an asshole. So I had to rent a car, drive three and a half hours from St. Louis to Springfield. (laughs) Needless to say, I am on the hunt for a new assistant. I've already called my agents today at CAA to help me find a good assistant to get me to the right city on time. Barely made it to the gig. And then I had to go to the bathroom before I had to go on stage and I just assumed usually there's like a protocol will where the host will come find you to let you know the features almost done. There, there are steps that are taken to ensure people are where they need to be. And so I told somebody, I was like, look, I got to go to the bathroom. I might be in there for a minute. If you know what I mean? Wink, wink. This thing isn't coming out yellow. I might be giving birth. So just so you know, I'm working on something in here. They didn't let me know that the feature had been lit. I had to cut the situation short if you know what I mean yeah I had to pinch that loaf a little early and I ran on stage <laughs> literally was late to the stage <laughs> because I was pooping <laughs> oh you know the glamorous life of a comedian <laughs> it was a wild show it was a wild weekend it was a really loud bitch who fell out of her chair and had to walk out. Barely made it out. There was, a, in, you know, just a man. It, it just there were so many interesting things that happened over this weekend that I'll never be the same. Just me not making it to stage on time because I had to poop was a first. So, God bless America. <laughs> God bless rules and regulations. If we could please follow the rules and regulations so people can make it to stage on time, that would be great. And to the girl who met who I met in the bathroom, Sarah, who told me she was the biggest fan and then proceeded to get annihilated, wasted, drunk, and fall out of her chair. I hope you're doing better, girl. We've all been there. Just don't heckle me at any of my shows ever again, okay? That's not girl power. Bitch. Thanks for coming out, though. Please bring more friends next time because you, you, I deserve it. You owe it to me. That's the least you can do, okay? <laughs> well, coming up is this uh, special swap cast episode with one of my my podcast slash radio show besties i've been a regular on his show uh on sirius xm i didn't know he was such a rock star i found out so many new things about him when we chatted this last time and i didn't know he was a rock star i did not know and we talked about a lot of interesting things including polygamy and mormonism and the new testament and the old testament (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to sell you guys on a new religion. Maybe I am. I hope you enjoy this swap cast with my brother from another mother. <laughs> Can't even say mother. <laughs> Mr. Mike Tully. Okay, you ready to start this show? <laughs> Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Oh, Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills, adjacent California. Oh, my God, I've got the old intro again. None of this is true. Reality has changed. Jesse made blue, so keep up with me. We are now... On the hinterland border of Hollywood and West Hollywood, and there is a mean cement mixer right around the corner. That is the long and short of it. I've, uh, I've spoiled the lead. Hey, you're here, Jesse May Blue. So I had. Oh, and I got to put your microphone on. It would be nice to be involved in this production. I feel the same way. How? Why don't? Why do you? S- Say the intro each time you're that committed. Why don't you just have it pre-recorded? Because the second half of it changes with the guest every time. Oh yeah, but why don't you just add that part? Wouldn't it be kind of strange? I guess it would for the person because it's usually not somebody that I am acquainted with that's on the show. I'm for the only them. one that you keep bringing back. No, aren't you Mark McGrath, butt buddies? Mm, trying to be. He's pretty big right now. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, Yo, did you see that video of him on Cameo? I sure did. <laughs> I bet they gave him stock for that. You think so? I think that that's the single biggest moment in the history of Cameo. That I thought, was pretty I think, big. I think Cameo, whatever it ever actually got to be, I thought it had already passed its little peak and was on its way out. And I think you Cameo, did. I think so. It was was that just like a big thing everybody was I into mean, that I wasn't aware? Are you on Cameo? I am on Cameo. I just kind of like started to say I'm on Cameo mm-hmm. because I was on a flight back from connecting through Chicago back to LA just yes two days ago. And Chris Frangiolo was there as com- another comedian. He's been on the show. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He's great. He um, was telling me how he's almost been able to add like an addition on his patio because of... Cameo? Cameo, yeah. With all due respect to Chris Frangiolo. Chris Frangiolo? <laughs> Chris Frangiolo. Yo, if, here's the cameo pitch. If Chris Frangiolo can do it, anyone can do it. And I love you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. If he's bringing in contractors on the basis of giving shout outs, are yeah. you... Are you like getting a Florida room or a, I, a patio? Am I? No, I don't. You know, now I don't even have like a whole house, but now I might have to like just get a house so I can do a cameo patio. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cameo room. This was uh, paid for and uh, no, sponsored by Cameo. I thought that it was, I mean, not a flop. Any website that gets on my radar is more successful than 99% of the websites that have ever been launched, but I didn't think Cameo had really done much of anything. And I think. More people are aware of it now. Yeah. Thanks to Mark McGrath. I was just happy he <laughs> I was just happy he landed on his feet because internet viral notoriety is a very, very it's fickle a, it's thing. It's a tricky thing. Yeah. And he could have been knocked down a bunch of pegs and that could have been because I've been making this point for years and years. I feel like everybody has to do and I think E uh, I'm sorry, TMZ really kinda started this. Somebody can have a really, really big career, but if they ever have that really bad gotcha moment, it becomes 50% of, oh. of their intro. It's like, the guy J- from the Jay- gotcha moment. Jay-Z, he's the biggest MC of his generation. Remember that time his sister-in-law <laughs> beat him up? Anyway, here's what's going on. Like, they literally get equal billing. <laughs> they do. And I thought that it was going to be like, he just wanted to fly, but don't let him talk to your boyfriend. <laughs> 
And I don't, and I don't, and instead he was, I saw him within 24 hours doing like parody versions of that for, I don't know if it was Barstool, but like pretty big sports websites. Oh, so he's got a sense of, of his, humor. Oh, he's, oh my God. He's, he's the most self-effacing celebrity I've ever met in my entire I life. I just imagine you guys like holding hands and roller skating on the boardwalk. We're not, we might be becoming friends like I think that. you should be best friends. It's very weird to become friends, A, with somebody when you're an adult. And I'm not the person. Why is that weird? I'm not, I agree. I'm not the person. <laughs> I'm not the person that makes that weird. This kind are, of are you I'm, sure? I'm positive. Tully, I'm ready to hang out. With, do you want to hang out? No. Well, see <laughs> that wasn't kidding. that wasn't I'm just kidding. That was not on me. I opened myself up to <laughs> you, you. Did yeah, you did. But you don't other make adults, it weird? other adults make it weird. No, I'm I'm totally cool with making new friends. I never assumed that I love my old friends, but I'm kind of bored of them. Yeah. You know, I like never regular people. I never assumed. What do you mean regular people? Well, you know, people who aren't talking into a microphone for a living. That's I, anything besides that is pretty regular. I don't. You most know, like of the people, most of the people with whom I interact on a day to day basis, believe it or not, are pretty regular. Really? Yes. Mark McGrath is your best friend. He's not my best friend. He's we your never, best friend. I've tried to hang out with him twice. You guys are ex-lovers. The second time. That doesn't mean we're friends. That's true, but you were at one point. It makes things more complicated <laughs> when you're just trying to have a professional radio relationship. What if he you, sends you a cameo and three, he's breaking one, up with you? Two crazy weekends in the Poconos. Do not a love affair. Oh make. my God, you guys had a love affair in the Poconos? You ever been? Well, now I need to go. I have. I spent some time in Tobihana. I don't know what Tobihana is. It's a part of the Poconos. It's really great. Do they have heart-shaped bathtubs there? No, the whole well, Airbnb. The Poconos. <laughs> The whole Airbnb was decorated with bears, like bears everywhere. I kept calling it the Bear B&B. I thought it was pretty clever. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Yeah. There it's are hard. bears on towels and I think, floors. I think me and McGrath could be friends. I think we started to cross that threshold. I don't want to talk out of turn. I don't want to... I Let's actually, put it out there. I think that Twitter should decide if you guys should be best friends. I think Twitter thinks that we... I think Twitter would agree that we should hang out. And he says that... The other thing is celebrity people, and I'm not saying this about him. I don't know Mark all that well. I've spoken to him far more on air than I've ever spoken to him. Off air, although we're friendly off air. Do you guys I think... talk while he's inside of you? <laughs> Stone-faced lover. <laughs> I am. He's just ba 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 ba. And then there was the time, you know. So there I am. Lil' Kim. T-Boz. <laughs> T-Boz. <laughs> I love T-Boz. I, I She's really... my favorite of the three. She was my favorite, too. She's like a badass. I miss TLC. Okay, you were saying? Uh, I put it out. Oh, because I had... <laughs> this is embarrassing what I'm going to say. I had we had extra tickets to go see King Diamond. I don't know who that is. Should I? Well, only because I invited you too. Oh yeah. That was just like last month. <laughs> yeah, it was a very it was like two weeks ago. Oh, was it? So we had extra tickets. It's one of these things where I would like to say that also was last month. Indeed it was November uh I think it was December first, believe it or not. Really? It was the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Holy shit. Time flies. God. The relentless march. Tick tock tick tock. Oh god. Go. Okay. End of a decade. As Here we are were. again. Fuck. So we had extra passes to King Diamond and I guess I just assumed anybody on earth who's ever heard of King Diamond would jump at the chance to have really VIP tickets to King Diamond. King Diamond has his own beer and we got to hang out backstage and drink his Danish lager and then we were in the cool with the cool people in the front, not the dangerous pit, the but one, like the side pit. No, the one in front of that where yeah. you can just hang out. And if you decide you want to go downstairs and get some yeah, chips, you can, ahoy, you can just walk. And You're come not back barricaded. Up. Oh, it was the, it was one of the best concert experiences I've ever had. On top of the fact that I, it's, I've always wanted to go see King Diamond, 
he basically, I was explaining it to my wife and I was like, okay, so he wears face paint. He got sued by Kiss early on because he's, but he's like, he was, he's satanic. He's I'm trying from, to think of who he is. You wouldn't know. If you don't know, you wouldn't know. He's a very obscure metal guy. Who, oh, it's me- you're into metal, Tully? Yeah. I'm learning so much about you today. Yeah. Wow. I thought we were better friends. I know. You, you withhold I like information. I, know, I don't withhold anything. I'm an open book and I think I know more about you than Speaking you know about book. me. Speaking of book. I have a book. And it's going to, people are going to be able to open it today. Yeah, well, they started shipping it like four days early, so people started hitting me up over the weekend showing me the book. <laughs> what? I'm celebrating my book release because my new book with Jason, Still Awesome, is out today. People can get it at jasonellisbook.com. I am celebrating that by with the um, the news that a reader sent me that there's two typos on one page. Ah, oh, shit. Fuck. Who was asleep at the wheel in the editing room? Dude, I could not have tried any harder. That's all I, I mean, can say. That's it, all I can say. I Even if there were one grammatical, mis- like a period out of place, I'd be like, what the f- That's my reaction. The first book that we did, which was like with a big publisher and everything, there was a word missing from a paragraph on the first page. You know when it's like one on top and then there's only like a paragraph and a yeah. half because it's not even a full page? In that we managed wow. to fuck up. And I remember wow. hitting up the editor and I was like really in a panic because I thought I was going to get in trouble. Because I went to Catholic school, so I just assume it's my <laughs> yeah, fault. Assume, yeah, you just assume guilt right away. It, it really is my default <laughs> setting when things go wrong. Is I get that that you know that that the cold, sweaty palms. Like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Jesus is <laughs> gonna find out. Jesus, <laughs> not gonna be happy. She's gonna be so. Pissed. Oh my God, we're gonna get Old Testament guys, vengeful God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and I hit her up, and I was like, so I I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a typo on page one, and she's like, ah, there's always typos in the first edition, and I was like, oh, I was under the impression we were trying here yeah and also what rule is that so i it's just it's very very hard you get too close to the material and you just can't see it anymore you're just like seeing through the matrix yeah you're just seeing ones you're seeing, and zeros you're, yeah you're just seeing binary exactly exactly so but i did try really really hard there's this thing in in um, microsoft word where this robot voice will read everything to you so I not only read it 10 million times, I listened to it read to oh, me, which God, helped me. It sounds terrible. It was really slow. It took a lot of time. Oh, my Lord. And my, I'm 42 years old. My hearing is such that I can't have competitive noise. Like, I can't, like, run water. My wife is trying are to- Are you already getting- Are you already going well, through I'm a rocker, too. I'm a rocker, which too. Which I didn't, which know, didn't know as well. Me. I'm a rocker. I didn't know. What do you play? The fucking ukulele? What do you do? Sold my soul for rock and roll. Now I'm paying the price. You know, I'm dealing with it. This is the, this is the life I chose to lead. You look like, you know, you have that energy of like, I don't know if you saw that video on Twitter over the weekend. Of- it's going to be insulting, isn't it? <laughs> it's not going to be good. Did you see that video of young Lenny Kravitz? No. Out on a date with Lisa Bonet? You remind me of that. <laughs> it was a video of this kid who was like, obviously, you know, just. Are you going to say some sort of mental or physical disorder? <laughs> is that where this is going? It is, isn't it? May not have all of his faculties. Okay. Okay. And he did a uh, a chest dive. And it was his birthday, and he had a birthday cake set up. But the cake was set up on on top of a bunch of barbed wire, which was on top of a piece of plywood that was set up between two folding chairs. So the plywood was lifted up off the ground. And so for his birthday, he slam he body slammed on top to it on top of his birthday cake, and on top of the barbed wire. You kind of got like that energy. I'm going to have to see the video. Yeah, I'll send you the video. It's kind of a compliment. <laughs> I feel like it's not. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you don't believe I can rock. I don't believe it. That's the whole point. I've rocked. I don't. I've rocked a lot of different. I've seen a million faces and I've rocked almost like many of them. 
<laughs> Have you? Yeah. I can't imagine you rocking. Okay, so I was in a band when I was a teenager. Did we ever talk about this? Not necessarily. We're going to need some of these Tullywood folks to, to let me know if I'm a complete... Oh, if I'm you... having a stoner moment. Mm, I don't know that you are. I don't smoke weed and I don't remember if, if we talked about this. But it doesn't mean that we already have. Well, I don't think we... I would remember that. How about this? If you don't remember and I don't remember it, there's a good chance that there's something wrong with people listening to this show, too. (laughs) And they don't remember. Do we all have a lapse of... Many people listening would know the the short, if not the long, of this. So I'll give you kind of a brief version. I was in a band when I was 14 years old. I put a personal ad in the East Coast Rocker, (laughs) which was the New Jersey, New York... Musicians' paper of record. Oh my god! It's the New York Times of rocking, and I put a personal ad that said "14-year-old guitar player tired of the bullshit." <laughs> do you have that? Do you tell me you still have it, Tolly? How could you not frame that and save it? I was rocking and rolling. I was living for the moment. Oh my god! Were and you a virgin at that time? Was I a virgin at that time? Would have been close. <laughs> I don't recall. Would have been close. Me. Fucking and rocking be- happened within like probably about <laughs> five minutes, seven months of each oh, other. Oh, okay, okay. It was real close. Okay. And these guys uh, answered it and they lived like a half hour away and they'd already been in a band that had played at clubs and stuff like that. And and they also felt like their band members weren't taking it as seriously as they wanted to take it. So we took it seriously. We played in clubs when I was 15. How old were they? They're a year older than me. Oh my God. So it's just a bunch of like young Children. boys with undescended balls out there rocking hard. 14, 15, There's and then a couple we added still like a 16 or 17 year old guitar player. Yeah, you're not that. You're not that wrong. Not we that were definitely talking ball. the talk more than we were walking the walk. What was the name of the band? Went through many names. Originally, we were called Acid Brats. That's not bad. It's a Bruce Springsteen lyric. Oh, it's, that, that takes it down a down notch. I, but I thought it was, <laughs> no, a, deep, it was a deep cut. I'm not, then, I'm not talking shit on the boss. We got named, uh, we, we named ourselves a bunch of different things. And uh, ultimately, we were known as National Velvet. Whoa, mm-hmm. National Velvet. It's not too bad. Not too bad at all. There was a Canadian band, at the, as it turned out, touring with the same name at the time. So had we gone all the way, we probably would have had to change it, but we didn't. A little know about, cease and desist. We didn't know about that. Yeah, that, that happened. I can't or believe you're a rocker. Stick a Z on the end or something. So we did that through high school. I did that. I recorded stuff. I played a bunch of clubs in New York. And then uh, I forget the exact timing of it, but there was like a talent search kind of thing. This guy who had some credits on some pretty big albums. He Again, the credits in retrospect, we came to learn sounded a little more impressive than they were. But it was on TV. It was on TV in New York and New Jersey. The credits were what? I kind of want to say what he was like. Albums everybody's heard of. Right. You know, but was he actually the guy at the helm of it or was he a little bit further down the totem pole? His name's on the liner notes of very big albums. Paul Anka. No, 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 no. Tom Jones. Big people. Tom Jones is big. Bigger than Tom Jones. (gasps) Tom Jones is really big. Especially in the crotch region. Oh, yeah. And so we won the thing and he pretty pretty much led us to believe that we were going to get a record deal really quickly. So when I finished high school, I didn't go to college. I was just rocking and I collected unemployment, hanging out with a cat. Rocket, hanging out with a cat? Yeah, we had a house cat. I didn't have a job. So I just collected and was supposedly practicing, but wasn't very disciplined. And Are you naturally good? No, I'm fucking horrible. Well, I don't know. I can't play a lick of nothing. I can play like a, a couple of drum beats. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I was good enough to have somebody 
who was trying to, you know, who was making his living managing bands take my band and give us some money and put us in front of record labels. That's but, wild. But it wasn't good enough for any of the record labels to actually sign us and well, look, let us make a record. It doesn't. They they aren't the end all be all. Let's just be honest. Like it, it's not it's not like a science where the record label knows who's good and who's not. It down would be to. interesting to see nowadays because it would have been different back then. There was the all the gatekeepers. Yeah. Where if so and so from Island Records didn't hear it, you just didn't get a shot, and that was the end of it. Nowadays, I guess we would have started social media accounts. Right, you got your own. We are the gatekeepers. And maybe now. we would have gotten a following, or maybe we maybe we wouldn't. I the don't creators know. are. I don't know. So you you. So that's really music naturally. You didn't like you didn't go to classes. I took guitar lessons for about a year and a half. But so I know the basics. Uh, I got a guitar when I was 12. I was an athlete. I don't know if it will surprise you. I feel like there's a lot of lies being told today. I I feel like there's a lot of lies. And I got injured. What kind of athlete? I think I've shown you my wound before. Oh, God, I don't know if I want to see your wound. It's not even 11 a.m. So there's. I got a big scar on there. That doesn't look like a scar. Oh, wait. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a pretty good one. So I got that, and so I had to stop being a jock, so I started rocking. I and I took And I got a Kramer Starfighter guitar, and I oh learned my how to God. play a little bit, and I put my ad in the local paper. Tell and me, then, I was not ready for all this today. Yeah. I learned that you were a rock star, you were a jock star, mm-hmm. and now you're an author. You're, you didn't, you you're didn't a goddamn wrote, legend. No, I, didn't, didn't I know you're books. working on your book. You've been working on that for a while. Fucking ever, dude. It must feel good to have it done. Yeah, that's like a real backhanded way of putting it, but it is the way that I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it feels real good to be You, you to be finished done. it. Mm-hmm. You finished it. And apparently, it. I've, so far, I've only made two mistakes in it. God. Well, not necessarily I hired, you. I list, No, it was me. It's, a, it's my responsibility. I went through it with, you know, the clockwork orange, <laughs> like the eye things just peeling your yeah. eyes open just yeah. trying like it's read it out loud slow is every fucking word right to say nothing of the fact that i hired not one but two proofreaders well that's what i'm saying like if you hired proofreaders yeah. what's the fucking point it's like hiring you know somebody to to make sure that items aren't left inside of you after a surgery and somebody leaves an item you're like why well, i had two people checking for scalpels it is fucking crazy that they leave the poster for that where civilians can see it Seriously, when they were delivering my child, they um, I saw that poster and I remember talking to the OBGYN. Like the percentage of, of, of like, since the beginning of time, surgeons have been leaving scalpels inside women's vaginas. Don't oh, let it happen to you, God. And I just said to her, I'm like, I that seems like a valuable warning, you guys, but oh, I couldn't put that in the break room. Yeah, how about in the door coming into the fucking hospital? Right. How about like right when you sign in? Mm. Leaving a scalpel in the pussy? Well, I don't know exactly what it was, but I know that, you know, when they deliver a baby, they ha- they bring in, a, it looks like, you know, the thing that you put on the back of a, of a closet to put your shoes in? Yeah. Like the plastic kind yeah, of... Yeah, the... The, 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 the They have one of those with a... And there's a butt for every little thing that they use to deliver the baby. So that when they are done, everyone goes back in its own little case. Right, everything's got space. So they can say, yeah, a space for everything and everything There should be nothing left behind. No scalpel left behind. Right. I'm still holding my vagina. Does that make you uncomfortable? It does. The thought of someone slicing it, like the episiotomy aspect is just... It's insane. It's... it, everyone says how beautiful it is, but it also feels a little alien-like. It's, it's a little alien. bit of a possession of a. I don't know where people parasitic. get started with this whole birth is beautiful thing. It's brutal. Yeah. I, it's, it's brutal before, like, I guess the pregnancy is beautiful, but even parts of that are brutal. Yes. The you know the the cravings, the mood swings, the pain, the shifting, and in the the way your nipples evolve and. 
Yeah. And All do you know that. about how your hips naturally yeah, like, your hips start popping out and separating? Yeah, the ligaments or tendons or something become gelatinous goo. Yeah, they and your literally hips, stretch. Your hips literally get wider so that you can deliver the baby. And isn't evolution a damned uh, crazy thing that it is so hard for me, and I've joked about it a lot, but like it is so hard for me to believe that there isn't some sort of creator, God, what have you, just guiding evolution to think that that's something that could have happened just in a natural by chance and then it caught on yeah it's, it's strange it's, it's, i think it's i think people think that they understand if, if you think you understand evolution you probably haven't really thought about it right well it's fucking bonkers it's, it is bonkers because even science you're and like i believe well, in it i believe in it but it's crazy i i you know i didn't know i was on a, a mormon podcast apparently we're on a mormon podcast right now i'm talking about jesus and stuff it's not even fucking noon but yeah, this has been pretty lordy, hasn't it? It's a little lordy. Are you so, gonna, are you am I, are you going to ask me to be a part of your like mm-mm. polygamous cult? Is it, are you not going to mm-hmm. ask me because I'm not not your? Uh, we're not accepting applications at the <laughs> moment, but <laughs> I, had thought, I will be. I will let you know if anything. Let me know if something pops up, okay? Because I'll come yeah. and play the finger symbol in the house. I appreciate, we'll keep it a musical house. I appreciate your interest, but we're I, set for the holidays, and you know, <laughs> you usually do some layoffs after. So I don't want to lead you on. We're set for I don't, the holidays. It's such a rude thing to say. I, I don't want you to miss out on opportunities with other polygamous cults. You know, Would you I ever appreciate be in a polygamous it. cult? Well. Could you imagine a scenario? I could imagine a scenario because it'd be nice just to have a few bitches in the house helping me out. Mm. I mean, that's not like the first element of polygamous cult that comes to mind for me is housework. What is work. it, the sacrificial stuff? I can overlook that. No, it's it's like the group sexual life. I mean, even that we're sh- you're sharing the effort, so I'm not having to like my the dick isn't solely my responsibility. It's a village. Such a negative it takes way of a village. looking at it. No, no, no. I'm saying like I have help. Yeah, I'll feel. Are we assuming it is one man and many women? Because I, when you say polygamy, that's polygamy, polygamy cult, isn't it? Oh, pre- uh, it doesn't have to be. Oh, it doesn't have to be. I'm thinking of we like just be one big happy fuck family. Well, what what is there's a term for um a woman. Who's the centrical centrifugal force? And there's a bunch of men, and there's a man, and there's a bunch of women. There's different titles for each of those. Doesn't surprise me that there would be titles for such of those. I for for each of those, I do not think I've ever heard of an arrangement where a woman had multiple husbands. There's a couple like older tribes where that is a situation. Uh-huh. I think there might be an Amazonian tribe where there it's more common for like the woman to be, I think polygamy, the man is a center or it's polyamorous is mm-hmm. when there's many lovers mm-hmm. and then polygamy is for a man. And then there's like the other gummy for a woman. I can't think of what well, the polyamorous would just be that you have carnal knowledge of lots of different people. Igamy is being in a more stable relationship, monogamy, bigamy. That's right. Really, so polygamy to me would just be we oh. got a thing going on, right? Not just this one time during a layover. There's a, so it's like a ongoing. Uh, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. It's an ongoing relationship. We got to look this up. I need to look it up because I'm the type of person I can't let it go. If there's like a term, it, I know that there's some sort of term for like the female. Would you be in a relationship with like a female if there was a bunch of other dudes? No, I don't really like men all that much. You wouldn't even for like the most amazing female besides your wife. Like just let just imagine. I, I can a I can I can imagine a scenario. I can put myself outside of life with my wife. That's not that hard for me to imagine. <laughs> um, for the sake of conversation. Okay. So no, I do not. I I when I think about 
having had male roommates in the past, in between college and early adulthood, I had several. I could never imagine living with another man again for the rest of my life. The thought actually... What is it about living with a man that grosses you out? Where to begin? Like, like what's the the worst part about that? Like, what do you think is the worst part about, like... I think it's just on a real animal level. I don't want to share my living space with another adult male. I don't want to hear them walking past. I don't want to smell them. What about... Have you ever lived with a female? Have I ever had a female That's just a platonic? I have lived with couples, not like that. So yeah, I've had... At one point, I had had a place where I was living with a couple, a guy and a dude. So yeah, very often, like they were a couple, but sometimes he was off at work and she wasn't. And so we were just roommates having a cup of coffee at the... Yeah. Yeah, I've had female roommates, yeah. I would far, far, far rather do that than live with them. I th- yeah, I mean, I I have had male roommates. I had a situation where I was living in a railroad apartment with a male, and his apartment, his bedroom was beyond mine. He had to walk through mine every morning. Oh my! And he was a he was a um, journalist for the Associated Press. He still is. So you'd have to get up real early. Sometimes I'd have dudes there, like <laughs> I'd have like hookups, like in the bed. And this he'd, is in New York. I'm this assuming. is in actually, yeah, Hoboken. Ha <laughs> ha. Larry Neumeister, he actually saved my career because I was bartending in New York. And at the time, my rent got increased. I didn't have anybody to live with, so all the rent was on me, and I couldn't afford it, and I didn't have any savings. And I sort of exhausted rent, uh, borrowing money from my family. And I was at the bar one night, and Larry used to come in often. That's how I met him, because he used to work right down at the Associated Press, which was right down the street in uh, Tribeca, where I worked at Puffy's Tavern. And he came in one night and I just was so bummed out. He's like, what's going on? I was like, I'm going to have to leave New York. Like, I can't, I don't know what else to do. I I have no other options. And he just so happened to have a room open up. He didn't tell me that he'd have to walk through it every fucking morning, but he charged me barely any rent. Oh, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can't be choosers, you know? But he didn't just give you the back? No, because it's too up. small. Oh, okay. He offered okay. me whatever. I was like, you know, I want this like a little bit big. I don't mind you walking through. It was a great living experience. <laughs> when you're young, the bohemian thing comes so much more naturally. It really does. It didn't bother me. I don't think I would have wanted to live by myself when I was no. 22. I was re- reflecting fondly the other day on a time my buddy, who's very successful chef now, he and I were roommates and I was, this is... Uh, the music thing had not worked out. The radio thing had not yet started. So I was, I'd got a worthless college degree. Right. And I was, well, I do use it for writing books now. So at least yeah. it did end up in a roundabout way using college a little bit. It just hasn't, not in a way that made any economic sense for what college cost. But I was a waiter and he was a cook and we were roommates and we were so broke. You know, I think our rent was like $1,800 a month, which this is. God, that's cheap. 2000 it was a race every single month. Oh, I'm, I know. To make the rent. I know that was, it. That was a, a stupendous amount of money to anybody who didn't live in Manhattan. Yep. And we did it, and, and I have no regrets, but I remember there was a weekend where we were, we had to pay rent, we had no money left over, and all we thought to do is we went and bought a Super Nintendo, which was like very obsolete oh at that God. point. Fucking we went, dudes, we man. We went over to, to St. Mark's Place a couple blocks from where we lived, and we bought a Super <laughs> Nintendo and two used games and two cases of beer. <laughs> You're like, fuck it. If we're going out, we're going out having some and fun. And it was one of the fucking best weekends we ever had together. We just got <laughs> shit-faced and played Mario Kart. And you know you know what? You made it. Yeah. Oh, we did. You guys fucking made it. I thought it was like we were just making the best of it, but we, we actually ended up having a really, really fun weekend. <laughs> I don't think we left the house for like a month after that. We were like, actually, Mario Kart's better than life. That's a good... I love those like little memories of where you don't... You didn't think you were going to make it, and then you just sort of... 
You just realize that sh- there's stress is so useless. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that because I know what, I do know what you mean, and by and large, I think you're correct. There's a great song. God on, damn, we argue every time, Tully. Uh, and that's what keeps this exciting. William Shatner makes music. What'd you call me? William Shatner makes music. Are you He's friends an, with William person. Shatner? I've never met Shatner. He seems like a delight. He's been very humbled by life. Okay, perfect. You know those things about him, yeah. and you'll get this. His music career, this album he made with, remember Ben Folds? Yeah, of course. He's a brick, right? He's a great musician. He made an album with Ben Folds where he kind of talks, sings, talks Shatner's through Ben Fold songs, and it's very pleasant. And Is it like Boz Lerman style? Kind of like those Alan Watts videos bit. where it's like... I know what you mean. Is that that don't wear wear sunscreen? Yeah. The the <laughs> the, the, the uh, graduation song. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Is it? But is he a singing little a little bit. bit more than speaking? It's it's they're more songs than just monologue set to the back. Got there, it. There's there's parts there's and Ben Folds will sing, a, will sing a chorus and stuff like that. But he just has this. It's an album about getting old and looking mm. back at his life. And and oh. there, and there's a song that I forget what it's called. But the the point of it is, is that all there was? Like yeah. all I did was get stressed about getting over this hump yep. and getting over that hump. And boy, what am I going to do about blah blah blah? And now that I can see the finish line. Why was I? What was I what so was concerned I str- about the well, whole yeah. time? I don't feel like I'm qualified to say that. I feel like it's insulting for me to say that because okay, there was that time that I was struggling to pay my rent, but I never ended up not paying the rent and couldn't find a job and living on the street. And, right. there, and there wasn't a a couch in my parents' house to go back to. I always had such a safety net, and for all of the close calls that I've had in my life. The worst case scenario that I was afraid of has never really come to pass, or if it did, it wasn't that bad of a worst case scenario. It was never the. It's never the worst case scenario for. Well, for the sometimes, most part. It, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, it but is even then. So I, 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 for me, it's easy to say that. What have I worried about? One of the best. Um, I, I love uh, what's his fucking name? He's a comedian. He's funny. Is he white, black, Asian? He's white. Latino? He has that TV show, Corporate, on Comedy Central. Him and oh, Matt Jake Weissman. Yeah, Jake. Put, I love Jake Weissman. Put out we a, worked on a pilot together. Put out a tweet one time that just said, "If you're and I've said this on the show a million times, I love this. I think it all the time. If you're stressed about what you're doing today, look at your emails from 365 days ago yeah. and see if you give a shit about any of yes. the things that were because you were just as stressed. So true. Then. So there's a you can have it both ways. There's For, levels of it. By and large, I be, I totally agree with you. What, and, and what are we so worried about? Stress is definitely a survival mechanism. You know, part of it is definitely a survival thing where, you know, you're going through some sort of trials and tribulations and your 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 body and your being creates avenues for you to solve them. And the stress is just sort of a result of your brain trying to problem solve. Stress is really useful. It it can be useful, but if I'm, I'm not stressed enough to do radio, it's not as good. <laughs> if I'm too stressed. Well, that's true. Stress does provide good ammunition like it's almost like the conduit to fodder it's just like another caffeine it just focuses yeah yeah. it really is yeah it's energy like anger is an energy stress is is energy but too much of it and it starts to consume you imagine bill imagine bill burr without anger right (laughs) i mean wouldn't he be funny is he stressed about stuff (laughs) yeah that's his whole he's he's frustrated he's uh-huh. irritated is he really like that still no i don't think so you know i think he does walk older. he does walk angry because <laughs> one time i walked out of the comedy store and i wish i'd said it instead of just thinking it but 
him and I walk at the exact same angry East Coast pace and he's famous enough that I think he needs to when he hears footsteps he kind of needs to look over his shoulder and he's just marching out of the comedy store and I'm fucking marching to my car and it's just a coincidence that I'm five angry fast northeast paces behind him but he's aware that somebody is pacing him and he looked yeah. over his shoulder and I wish I had just said like you should have said so I should have like, just said no I'm not angry I'm from, I'm just, I'm from New Jersey yeah I'm angry east coast walking yeah this is just the way that we walk <laughs> I'm doing the same thing as you. It's nothing It's nothing personal. I'm not coming for you. You go get your pizza. He's got a beautiful wife, man. Does he? Why, why wouldn't he? Yeah, he's got a beautiful wife. It's so weird to me that I guess people are, I guess this cuts both ways, but does he have such a, and I don't know him Big at dick? all. I don't, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> he's obviously, He's. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. I mean, I. Uh, I, don't not, get any, not, I don't get any moisture, but I can see him he's being not, attractive. He's not the handsomest guy. He's he's fit for a guy his age. He's he's and his personality he's is trim. alluring. He has an amazing personality. Yeah, there's a scenario where that amazing personality does not translate into stand up. No, into oh. stand up superstardom. I see. In that scenario, is his wife still as beautiful? And oh. I don't know this lady, so I'm not casting aspersions on her specifically. Yeah, it's just a strange thing to me. I think she was with him before he was famous. That's I'm very, very glad to hear that. Yeah, because, you know, that thing happens. And I think comedians are sort of reserved from that shift that happens with a lot of these Hollywood couples. Like the quintessential example, I think, is Chris Pratt. Oh, my God. How did I know you were going to say that? And Anna Faris. Yeah. Because she was the hot one. Stereotypically, the hot one. Was she with him when he was doughy? She was with the Doughboy, mm-hmm. and then he became the and Jurassic World. Her career World. was arguably a little bit. Her yeah, career was just as good, if not better. She, yeah, she's you know, and she's still doing good. But yeah. you know, she had she's in syndication. Movies. She's in syndication. I can't. I fucking can't believe her. Man. I know. It made me so happy when I saw that. So syndication is if you make five years of shows, then they can rerun it. And yep. somebody out there's got to actually want the thing. But where I don't know where is they, it. Mom, the show. Mom? Yeah, I was driving up the coast, and somewhere I saw. Is that just called mom? Yeah, with her and her um, and Ellis and Janney. God, she's so funny. And I'm just like, okay, so both of you got a retirement. Yes, both of you. So amazing. I've never seen that show. I have no doubt that it is a horrible waste of everybody's (laughs) time. But I'm so happy you guys got this indication. It's such a fucking hard industry. Yeah. Anytime anybody gets something where it's consistent, you're like, yes, get it. But that's a a retirement fund. You just you keep working and all that, but you you're you're good. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's it's um guaranteed cash yes and she you know she was a doughboy and then he got hot and then they got divorced Mm -hmm. you know it's just a standard situation but i did to go back to one point it's polyandry it's when a woman marries multiple men okay and where is that practiced that's practiced in the amazon and then the the uh, opposite of it is is polygyny is the kind of the opposite polygyny polygyny not polygamy polygyny Uh uh it's a situations where a man has multiple wives and polyandry is when a woman has multiple husbands see i don't think i could hack i definitely couldn't hack being one of many husbands with a woman and it's definitely just not i don't want to hang out with the dudes more than anything. <laughs> you don't want to live with them like there's a part of it i think i could kind of handle it if if it was a thing where like you know okay here's another one you know when the 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 dads have two families oh yeah you mean like mine no my dad well he did but different times. But yes, I know what you mean. Right. Like, like basically like pilots and yeah, people in right, the military right, right, right. and doctors even. Women don't tend to maintain those sorts of things. Now, because they come out of our cooch, we can't really you leave can't as really easily. be gone for yeah, nine months at a time. That's why we're such clingers. But you don't even really hear about women being like, like I had a buddy. 
who I believe, because I witnessed him in a couple of seasons of his life in two relationships at once with, with women having no idea that their boyfriend had. And, and I just kind of got the Ooh. impression that he there had to be a part of that that he really enjoyed. Yeah, it's it's the. It wasn't just that he was a. He wasn't. He didn't have girlfriends, and then he cheated on them. Like he just couldn't get enough, and he had no scruples. He had two girlfriends, it, not it's, one. It's addiction. Not three. That's addiction. I just had to check to make sure I had a bra, and I just had a mini panic when you were talking because when I went to lean back, I felt my boobs kind of sag, and I thought I didn't have a bra, on, but I do. I'm good. Uh, I it's think funny because you have Shade's bosoms. I do, over, I shot his bosoms yours. over mine. So I did not miss that, but I, I missed that. But I did. She would have been the one. She would have been the one whose tits sagged. You're wearing. I, I, I don't, I'm wearing no you're pants. Dressed like, you're dressed like Baby Yoda. I don't <laughs> think you need to worry about. <laughs> and you're dressed like an ex jock rock star whose well, books just came hey, out. Hey, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> There's. I really wish Sade would go back out on the road. I was just talking to my wife about that. We're we've been together long enough that we don't remember major things that happened. I had tickets to go see Sade, and we had to because I, I think what, uh, I think what happened squirt material. She she's the best. She didn't tour for the longest time. I think many many artists grew accustomed to a certain income from oh for sure from touring and no 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 from um, the catalogs of stuff they'd recorded. Oh that's right. And then when downloading started. All of them had sat, had sat down with accountants at one point who were like, 25 years from now, Sting, here's what you can count on from the police. Based on the, Based on the previous trajectory. Napster. And this is what... Before this, Napster. Yeah, and this is what the Stones make, and this is what Fleetwood Mac makes, and here's what you're going to make. And then one day, it, thanks to Sean Fanning, it just completely went out the window. And I think that's why bands like the police, who fucking hated each other then when they did their first reunion show there was video of the guitar player giving the drummer the finger behind his back they did not want to be out there but i think every one of them had, had counted to. on it I had to is a strong word but thought that they were going to be making 10 million dollars a year and now they were making especially for the drummer and the bass player maybe 500 grand and they had mortgages and they were gonna have to really change their their, their quality of life if they didn't go back out on the road so i assume shade did not want to tour but if she wanted to keep up I'm sure she's got some beautiful places, places she had to go out on the road and we had tickets and we had to sell them. And Ugh. I remember that happening. And my wife had no recollection. She's like, we should go see Sade one time. And I'm like, you know, we were going to. I would love to go see her. I wonder, do I you know. think, do you think Napster was an inevitable part of the music history? Do you think it would have happened? Like if it weren't Napster, it would have been Grabster or some other company that would come in and figure out how to get music online like that. Well, yeah, if it wasn't for... If if I don't know if the internet was inevitable, it's funny how much I'm not a science fiction person, but how much science fiction was made for decades and decades, and very very little of it anticipated the internet. Right? You know? Yeah, it's, it's true. Like I guess people have. Whenever I say that, people are like, "No, Star Trek had a blah blah blah," but there it just wasn't a feature. Everybody assumed flying cars and yeah, and, flying uh, skate. Everybody assumed everything was going to be flying. Adam Carolla had a, <laughs> had a had a great bit about Skype where uh, he said that every single sci-fi thing you ever saw, Flash Gordon, Star Wars, whatever, they could FaceTime, or they could Skype, and then somebody finally made it in real life, and the world collectively was like, eh. Yeah, right. And it's so crazy. It just goes to show you the value of marketing and packaging. Skype, I feel like, wasn't really that big. We used it because we had kids and our grandparents were on the coast. But until then, I had never used it. People FaceTime all the time. All the time. It's the exact same technology. We take all this shit for granted and we just want more. We want more. We want more. It's like, 
I don't know. You're talking about, you know, you made me think like these musicians going out and maintaining these luxurious and just ridiculously ostentatious lifestyles. I, and I don't know if you're this person who says this, but if I were to reach a level of success like that, where you have a multimillion dollars coming in, I don't know that I would raise above much of where I'm living now. I mean, maybe I would have a nicer abode, maybe a little bit more yardage, but for the most part, I don't. You might build the the cameo. I might build edition. the cameo, the cameo patio. There might be a fuck swing. Okay, there might be a sex swing in the kitchen, like a custom one. I don't know that I would go crazy. Would you? Like, I don't know that I don't I'd have I'd, all that. I don't think I'd have sex apparatus in the kitchen. Well, I mean, wait till your daughter's out of the house. Then, then answer the question. I think there's lifestyle creep. I don't think it happens all at once if you're uh, a sane person. I think people. That's an interesting. People who are really insecure or and or come from nothing. I think that they want all of it right away as soon as they rapper rich as soon as they get it Ath- uh, athletes do that athletes yeah. and rappers and it's just so it's so unfair to that point these people get thrown into these industries where they like you say they come from nothing and then they get all this money they have no financial no without like how to handle it and then they lose it all because they're not taught how to how to invest it it's really frustrating to me that some of the older wiser more put together athletes don't kind of set a trend like for example in the nba it became cool to be um somewhat fashionable uh, uh, d- to to have side hose it's always been cool okay. to have side hose in the nba but to have a social conscience is a cool thing in the nba that wasn't a cool thing in the nba and like like the, now it's cool yeah, it is it is and they've been hammered because they've been a little inconsistent with the china stuff and that's a whole other conversation what do you mean that they were many athletes were outspoken about what they perceived to be the wrongdoings and excesses of uh, Donald Trump. But then when it came time to say no to money from China, who I don't know how you want to slice it. China's government is far worse than Donald Trump. Then they wanted to bite their tongue because mm, that was where they took. Cause they got that from. money. Yeah. People are so fucking hypocritical. It's really when crazy. When it comes to their own self-interest, they but, shut the fuck up. But like, I think, and it's very disappointing to me. It's, it really bothers me, but like, I wish some like the LeBrons, the trendsetters, yeah, the not, ones not, not like, the same specifically, would make it cool for rookies to not spend all their money. Yeah, to stop buying to set like, that bracelets and jewelry and huge pendants around their neck. Like it's it, so much of our culture is built around status. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It's just so it, it's it's frustrating to see that. I think. Yeah, I don't think my lifestyle would. Would change all that Well, you're much. a fucking rock star. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen when you come rich off this book. You might buy a house and paint it all matte black. I really have all the stuff have that I... Have a devil in your window. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I've always had more of a Dave Navarro aesthetic yeah. than I've been able to indulge in. Yep, you're going to tattoo. You're going to get like a devil across your chest. It's going to match the decal on your window when people walk in. Yeah. The door opens and you've got a custom like devil's laugh that you've had made. Probably, I think Ozzy Osbourne recorded it for you. Why do I live in Halloween City when I get? Money? I don't know because are you aren't you a metal bro? I am pretty into metal. Is this a different? Am I in the wrong genre? Is that death metal? Is that a different metal genre? Uh, how many times can I say genre? It, I I think I evolved behind beyond metal. I became more of an indie rock kind of guy. Hmm. I don't know what stereotypes you care to throw at me now. Uh, as hummus? long as we're reducing me, hummus I, and veganism. Not a would vegan, you have a? You're not. I'm not. A, I would not. Uh, I've dabbled. There's a value in dabbling. Are you half? Yeah, are you a half vegan? No, it's just really good that I don't. I hate to. It's so 
I, I fucking think everybody outside of Los Angeles, New York hates the vegan conversation. But They really do because they don't get it. But also those people are still eating like oh. Twinkies and shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to be like extend an olive uh, branch uh, to fly it, over country here. And you're like, yeah, they don't because they don't get it. Well, it, they don't. It's a reality. I think it's cool. Is the olive branch organic? Uh, I think it would have to be. Yeah, I hope so. Because I, I won't eat it. I don't know how they're growing <laughs> olives these days. <laughs> if it's not organic. It's cool if you don't do the, if you do the vegan thing for a quick minute, you just start to realize like, oh, there's places where I didn't even miss meat at all. I can, I can easily yeah, you can do without like that moving with forward. It. No, I'd, I'd never be, never be vegan. Hummus. I hate Hummus when you, is- I hate when you nail it because you reduce me to cruel. <laughs> one note stereotypes but god damn i do love hummus i know it's probably in your fucking dad pack you got your dad what is in your dad pack i swear it's a bigger dad pack this time it's the exact same it's one. a large dad pack. i've been trying to do you, you know what's funny do you know Us. you wouldn't know this because you're not a dude but well but dudes, well dudes get into a certain kind of fashion right and then like what like a certain uh, anything, type of anything like I start buying this kind of jeans and then that's my jeans. Yeah, you, get, you guys do. You got you have your jean. You've and you get got your, your sneakers, shirt. right? Yep. And I wish I could do that. And I, I kind of compare it to the cigarette companies. I always think it's funny that there's a couple of cigarette brands that nobody smokes anymore except for like 80 year olds. And the people working there <laughs> know full well they're just going to continue making them until all of their customers die. <laughs> Like, like more cigarettes and Virginia Slim cigarettes are not getting new customers. They're no just, one's buying Virginia Slims or just, Capri. Wasn't there like Capri? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just serving Skinny their ones? addicts until until they die. Right? <laughs> they're not cool cigarettes. Not cigarettes are any cool, but they're, they're definitely cool. not. They're definitely not the cool brand. They're Take almost out some... the tobacco and put marijuana in them. I'll smoke them. Oh man, you should make. Capri, Capri Slims joint Virginia Slims joints. Oh my god, with marijuana. That's a really good idea. That's a great idea. Take that and run with it. I I just shot. Um, wait, wait. You were fin- you had to finish your point, right? So, for guys, we don't realize when like maybe the thing that we're into the sneakers or the jeans or whatever were kind of cool when they came out, right? 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 But we don't realize we're just now that's our lane and we're gonna follow that all the way. And so, like a store, a brand might continue making a style of something that they know is heinous and god awful because they know there are these dudes who will keep buying it. Mm-hmm. And I I buy these like uh these like flannels from Levi's. And I love I went, Levi's. Well I went to the Levi's store and they just the, the section for their flannel shirts was just getting smaller and smaller and oh, smaller. Damn. And I went and they don't have them anymore, which tells me I was wearing them for ten years past when I should have been because they were just keeping them for me. And then <laughs> There aren't even enough me's left to justify continuing to make you them. You are basically the flannel shirt of people. It's like what affliction you've a, is. You've a disappeared. It's like affliction. They're just making them for affliction. D. Snyder. They're just making them for D. Snyder and date rapers. I saw D. Snyder the other day. Not a date raper, actually. I saw D. Snyder, too. Walking arm in arm, very literally, with his lady friend. The blonde? I, yeah, I would guess he's Very doing. cute blonde. They were an adorable they, older very couple. Very in love. Very in love. Obviously in love, but not in like a stupid look at us kind of way. No, just they didn't they're know connected. That, they didn't know anybody was looking yes. at him. They were just so happy walking together. That's and so weird. I saw him too. He's just this 
happy in love old man in head to toe affliction. Yeah, yes, he is. And he's, I saw him with an affliction. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> I saw him at the movie theater with his lady and he had an affliction hoodie and he had those jeans that looked like you could, they, they, they were like made like Luxor, like, yeah, right. <laughs> Las right. Vegas Luxor brand <laughs> affliction jeans, like the flat pocket. Do you see him over in the, what is it, the new complex? Cinemark. In- in the Vista, yeah, the new thing they yeah. just threw up with all the condos, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's so too. funny. I if he lives there. I mean, we just blew up his spot. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. He's not keeping a low profile. No, he's not. And like, he's a walking affliction ad with fangs. I looked at him. I'm like, yo, I think that's D. Snyder. Yeah, he's definitely. And if I you had think to Google Snyder, it. And I'm like, definitely. yo, I. You know what I realized? In the morning, I look like D. Snyder. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, really? When you wake up. <laughs> You should take a picture of yourself with a bone. When I wake up without makeup, I'm legit like Gary Busey. I'm like D. Snyder. What are you talking about? Yes, I am. I am. You know who I am? Like seriously, without makeup, but the first thing in the morning, it's Mickey Rourke. Which Mickey Rourke? You, the only one that exists now. The one who oh. carries around a chihuahua and a latte in the West final, Hollywood. The final form. <laughs> Apocalyptic Mickey Rourke. That's me in the morning. Mecca Rourke. <laughs> But you know what? I'm honest about it. I'm cool with it. I, I'm at this place in my life right now. I don't know about you because you're 52. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because it's almost true. <laughs> you have a wife. You have a beautiful wife. You have a beautiful baby. Thank you. And you know, your career, you're you're working on your career. Career's going great. Got your book out. You're a fucking rock star. I'm at this place in my life, you know, with all my like little accolades that I've accomplished and being 37. No one could say anything that hurts my feelings. I really like. I really truly believe that now mm-hmm. because people have said some things. I think ever since like the past year, it just doesn't bother me like it used to. It may sit around for like a cup, like an hour, yeah, but it goes away, and I don't think twice about it. As where before, it would chip away at me you would stew on it you'd stew on it now like what are the sorts of things i don't want you to give anybody the satisfaction of quoting what they said but what would be the sort of thing that could oh you know the internet you post people find the littlest flaw that they can zero in on because they're projecting their own issues and insecurities they find the littlest flaws like any sort of physical thing or if you say something wrong or whatever it is they zero in on stuff and then they post it and you're just like, oh, I, I used to get mad. Now I look at those people and I'm like sad. I'm like, oh, man, you're feeling that bad about yourself that you want to put someone down on the Internet? You 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 opened your phone and you put energy to type. Oh, well, you should have thought about covering up that chimple before you made your video. And it's like, what? what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm promoting a comedy show on my video and you're focused on a chimple. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, I, I think that's just almost like a a weird instinct that people have of like the. Uh, here's what I think about people on the internet. Uh oh, this is a this is a blanket statement. I feel pretty good about this analogy. Okay. When I was in the band and the manager had his space up the road, that I would. It's a long story, but I don't have a job, and I used to sit around all day writing songs, which means have staring contests with the cat and drinking Meisterbrow. <laughs> smoking weed watching daytime tv and small wonder and stuff like that <laughs> uh we had a cat and and we my buddy and i my roommate and i had a ping pong table 
and cats like cannot handle themselves around ping pong balls. Yeah, they go crazy. They go crazy. So we had to, and it was, a, it was a little cat. It was just barely over a kitten. So we had to close the door. So we, Haley was the cat's name. Haley could not come in when we were playing ping pong because you'd just be up on the table and it would be all over. <laughs> and I just remember that we would be in there and we'd be in the zone and, you know, in the ping pong, pong ping zone. Pong. We play. We had. We kept like a, a lifetime series up on the wall. Or like who was winning? <laughs> oh, was hundreds funny. of games to hundreds of games, and you would just do that. And then every fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, the ball would fall off the table, and it would roll past the door to the room where the cat was. And there was just enough room that this little paw would just come. Like, <laughs> I love when like, cats do that. Like you've been waiting this whole entire time just to maybe. There's no way you could get the ball under there. There's no way you could have it. <laughs> that's that's why they're they're great they're great hunters though. Right, just so focused on that, and that's what I think the the loudmouths and the naysayers on on the and look. It's pretty easy to say every time you do something and somebody says, I don't like it or that's not good, it's it's easy to call them haters. Maybe they're not. Maybe you did something that kind of sucks. And they're, they're acres. And, I'm going to start calling them acres. And they're calling you on it, but it definitely seems to me that the the nanny nanny boo boo crowd on the internet of, ooh, did you see so-and-so did yeah. this? They are all just the cat. They're all the cat. Sitting there. Putting their paw under waiting, the door. waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's and it's a game to them. Mm-hmm. They You're don't right. they don't care about what they're talking about. And maybe some of them are miserable, but maybe some of them that's just like they used to play Farmville and then they moved on <laughs> to Candy Crush and now they play the ooh I saw something ooh I saw ooh I'm gonna comment on that ooh you're in trouble. And, and then just, when you respond, if you do respond, you can't. They say something positive, like, "Oh, I didn't even think you'd see that." Hey, love I bro. love your comedy. Do you get like, love you, bro? Too what? Yeah, I get love you, bro. <laughs> I say bro a lot. I think it drives dudes nuts. <laughs> I say bro an awful lot. You should be friends with McGrath. <gasps> Does he say bro? He's very broy. Well, oh, I'm gonna be best friends with Mark McGrath. He's bro G. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's 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 bro from the heyday. Oh God, that's wild. He's gonna ride bro what, off into the sunset. What was his band? Sugar Ray. Okay. Very L- L.A. based, right? They were from just above San Diego. Okay. But... It's got the L.A. vibe. Like, it, it gives me that, like, yeah. f- uh, 311. Mm-hmm. Uh, what That's was fair. the other one? Like, what's that other, like, very West Coast band? Sublime? Sublime. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll bring up Sublime. Does he have, like, a beef with Sublime? No. Quite the contrary. He is so self-effacing. You know, people make he jokes. Very people make jokes positive. about his band, so he'll he'll beat you to the punch. Before you make the joke, he'll make the joke about his band. That sort of smart his, man. His, he's smart and 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 he's good natured, and that's sort of a defense mechanism too. But he'll say that their first album they didn't really have much of a musical direction, and then Sublime happened, and they happened. To, Sugar Ray did their next album with the guy who had just done Sublime. Smart. And not that they said tell us, make us them, but they were working on songs, and the guy was like, well, you know, with Sublime, I kind of did blah blah blah, and so their stuff was piggybacking stylistically off the success of Sublime. He'll yeah. fully he'll fully confess to that. And you know what? Here's my here's my opinion on that. It's a short life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lanes in this life. Get in it. Yeah. Swim. Uh-huh. And make it work. And he did. And yeah. And and he's got success to show for it. And I just saw. I, I'm getting so sentimental as I get older. Don't I always, cry. I always Are you have gonna been, cry. I'm not gonna cry. Okay. But he put up the thing that you get at the end of the year from Spotify, and it's like. 89 million people listen wow. to your songs this year for however many hundred million hours. And Whoa. Did you put up yours to see? I don't know is how Is there to... any like way to gauge the Tollywood show? 
Yeah, well, yeah. People send me the thing that's like you were in my top podcasts for the year. Do you, get, f- do you get those? It feels amazing. Yeah, it's got to feel good. It's incredible. I get people. You know, I want to do like um a top, like whoever's. I think we should do like whoever's DM'd you the most. Oh, you know, no, I don't. You, give pa- them you probably don't get. You don't get a lot of DMs. Girls don't do the same thing as guys do. No, nobody's sliding in my DMs. No, guys send me photos of people farting and getting really chopped off. Yeah. Can you photograph a fart? No, well, you know, I just I'll look what's in there right now. I'm it's here probably... to ask the serious questions. Can you photograph a fart? Well, they have those like infra. Remember that like video where they showed like fart clouds coming out of people at the airport? No, I watch really highbrow uh, videos on the interweb. Clearly, I really How do. do. You have the time you travel. You've been traveling a lot. Oh, God, I've been traveling so much. Oh, speaking of, I'm going to be... When is this coming out, by the way? This week. Okay. I am going to be in Missouri this Friday and Saturday. Missouri. Missouri. Springfield, Missouri at the Blue Room (laughs) Comedy Club. Okay. So if anyone wants to come out. I was in... Last week, I was in Wisconsin, Skyline Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. Great club. I was on the radio there doing a little show promo, and I said I want someone to bring me some like authentic Wisconsin cheese. Yeah. I'm in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They have cheese hats, you know? I have. I own a cheese hat, yeah. You do? So a you know what I'm talking about? cowboy hat. Right. I right. saw one in the airport. I almost mm-hmm. bought it. Mm-hmm. And My wife grew up in Wisconsin. She did? Yeah. They got an Asian community there? Actually, they do. No, I've no. seen two people. There's two people in the Asian community. I think her mom started it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, one of my hosts was Asian. He goes, there's only like two of us in this town. I know. <laughs> so maybe it was your wife's brother. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty badass that her uh, her her mom... There's not, not a lot there's of no Asian... Asians. Not a lot of female-owned sushi restaurants and not a lot of Japanese people in Wisconsin in general, and she was both. So. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty badass. She's, she's checking two boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there weren't a lot of Asians in Appleton, but uh, I told everybody I wanted cheese, and I get off stage on a late Friday show, and this guy shakes my hand, and he's got, like, something... Did he do the cheese palm? He cheese palmed me! Oh, my God. People do that to me with, like, he... Vicodin. <laughs> people do that to me with weed! Right. And he handed it to me, and I thought it was weed, and it was, like, this old farmer dude. He's like, this is for you. I'm like, oh, Thanks, bro. Thank. I called him, bro. It wasn't. It was in like. It wasn't even a Ziploc. It was one of those sandwich bags. You have to fold the. Fl- you know the plastic flap where you have to kind of like fold it over. The non-sealing. The Ziploc? non-sealing Ziploc. Oh, and the cheese had already started to sweat because it wasn't authentic right. cheese. Mm-hmm. So it was already starting to that separate. Was the oil there was out, oil yeah. coming off, and it was yellow, which is dyed. He gave me some. He gave me some bootleg Wisconsin cheese. I put a video of it up. I brought it back to my hotel room, and it's just in this, like, unsealed Ziploc bag, sweating. I didn't need it. You've embarrassed yourselves, Wisconsin? It, Wisconsin. <sighs> when you give cheese for yourself, you're not, you're giving cheese for the whole, yeah, it, you, for the whole state. I want some good cheese. Yeah. I want the squeaky cheese curd. Come on, Wisconsin. Remember, remember your values. Remember your values. Give, give good cheese. Go Packers. Give good, go, give good head. Go Badgers. Give good blockhead of cheese, and it better be... Wisconsin grade. Okay? I think we gotta go. Fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. How does this, do this, ha- again how this happen soon? so I honestly, fast? I, f- I forgot to keep time, so I think we went really long. But Damn it, Talia. Started it wrong, I ended am, it wrong. No I wonder am. your book's got mistakes in it. Typos, yeah. Getting sloppy. You are a human typo. Oh, hell, come on. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Uh, JessieMay.com? Yeah, JessieMay.com. Queefy May on Twitter. Don't ask. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.